Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Confident Improviser Podcast. This is episode number one, and I am your host, Willie Mayette. All right, so today's topic is how to create endless improvisation lines over a steady accompaniment. Now, before we get into that topic, let me just tell you who this podcast is for. This podcast is best used as a companion to my uh, Confident Improviser course, which is found at Jazz Edge. The podcast is designed to help you stay focused on your improvisation even while you're away from the piano. Now, I'm recording video of this as well, and the video replay will be in the uh, Confident Improviser course found at Jazz Edge for any of my Jazz Edge students, or you can also go to theconfidentimproviser.com, click on blog, and you'll see the video replay there as well. All right, so today's topic, how to create endless improvisation lines over a steady accompaniment. So first of all, if we go back to what we did in uh, episode one and exercise one, rather, of the Confident Improviser, we were basically improvising over this steady bass line, right? I showed you how to do that. And we were doing different lines and whatnot in the right hand over utilizing that five finger minor scale, okay? And if you want more information on that, just go ahead into the exercise and you can grab all of that, the sheet music, uh, the backing track, and all of the instruction there. Today, we wanna talk about how do we expand those lines so that when you're improvising, it becomes a lot easier for you to just be able to just freely play. All right, so, in order to really kind of dive into that and understand it, we first of all have to understand the different parts of our improvisation. As I talked about in the Confident Improviser program and in that first exercise, you know that we're breaking things into accompaniment, into ingredients, into rhythm, and then finally into, let's just call them licks, all right, or exercises. So the accompaniment, is the first thing that is most important, right? And the accompaniment that we're using in the left hand is that simple half note bass line, right? Just very simple. Do, ooh, do, ooh, do, ooh, do, ooh. So I'm vocalizing that as do, ooh, right? Or you could simply say one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Whichever way you want, right? It's a half note bass line. Okay? So we have that half note bass line in the left hand, and then basically in the right hand, where our ingredients are the C minor five finger scale, which again, those notes are C, D, E flat, F, and G. Right? And we play that with each finger. We want to be able to kind of go up and down in that and feel very comfortable with those notes. So the accompaniment has to be completely steady. If I add my right hand improvisation to an, to an accompaniment that I don't really own or that's not steady, then my improvisation is gonna fall apart. All right, will you make sound? Yeah, sure, you'll make sound, but it's not really gonna sound all that good because rhythmically, it's just all going to fall apart. So the first thing you always have to make sure of is that you really kind of have your accompaniment together in the left hand, all right? And again, of course, we're assuming that you're going to accompany yourself in the left hand with, with something rather than just improvising right hand only. Okay, so we have our accompaniment, we have our notes or our ingredients as we call it, and then basically we had a rhythm that we uh, uh, you know, learned in the exercise which was the quarter notes and eighth notes, okay? It could really be any rhythm that you want. So for today's 
exercise and for today's thought process here, we want to be able to create really endless improvisation lines over that steady accompaniment. And again, this podcast is designed for you to be able to, to kind of listen to this away from the instrument. So what I'm going to do is in the left hand, I'm going to just play just the note C. I'm just going to stay on a note C, right? Now, I'm assuming that you're not at the piano, so you're not going to just play the note C. Instead, every time you hear this note C down here, this would be your left hand tapping either your leg, the steering wheel, whatever, okay? Uh, but you want to have that left hand moving and tapping something, okay? Now, I could also be clapping it as well, okay? But then if I'm clapping it, then my right hand can't do anything else. And if I just kind of tap on my keyboard here, you might not be able to hear that. So to make it easier for you to hear, I'm just gonna play that left hand just on that note C, okay? So what I'm doing is I'm translating this bass line that we were doing before, right? Just to its rhythm. So its rhythm is just the half note, so do, Okay, so I got that going in my left hand, right? I might be driving along, tapping this on the steering wheel. So then what am I going to do in the right hand? So the first thing to do is just see if you can get quarter notes over that steady uh, uh, eighth, uh, I'm sorry, the, the steady half notes in the left hand, all right? So I have do, ooh, do, ooh. So what I'm gonna do is up here, when you hear that higher pitch, that's gonna be my right hand, okay? So if I was driving along, then my right hand is going to be tapping this. Of course, if you're driving, be safe with all of this, okay? So here I have do, ooh, do, ooh, do, ooh. So I start with chord notes. All right, so pretty simple, right? Just playing quarter notes in the right hand there. Then I can shift to eighth notes. Now I might want to slow it down a little bit and also I might want to swing those eighth notes. Why? Because when I actually play it, I'm going to likely swing those eighth notes. So that'd give me something like this. play along with me. Okay, all right, so I have quarter notes in the left hand and then I have uh, eighth notes in the right hand. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not, not, not quarters. I have half notes in the left hand, forgive me. Half notes in the left hand, eighth notes in the right hand. So now what I could do is I could switch between quarter notes and eighth notes. Believe it or not, it could get a little bit challenging doing that. So let's start slow again. Do Ooh, do, ooh, right, left hand. Now I'm gonna add in those right hand quarter notes, right? Here I go. Right, there's my quarter notes. Now I'm gonna shift to eighth notes. D ba D ba D ba D ba, right? Okay, so now, Let's talk about the word endless. Really, Willie? Endless improvisation lines? Yeah, I mean, it's almost endless in that 
Guess what? There are so many different combinations that by the time you actually add them all up, it's going to seem endless for you, right? So now we have quarter notes in the right hand that we did and we have eighth notes in the right hand that we did. Let's first of all talk about time, right? Now our time signature for right now is 4-4. Four, four. This means that we're playing in 4-4 four, four time, right? Just common time. 4-4, four, four, which means that there are four beats per measure. The quarter note equals one beat and that uh, measure would also equal eight eighth notes. Okay, so just try and kind of imagine in your, in your mind's eye that you're seeing four quarter notes or eight eighth notes in the measure. Now, remember too, how long is that accompaniment that we're improvising over it? Is it one measure or is it two measures? Well, take a listen. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One. So how many measures did you hear? If you said one, nah, not right. If you said three, nah, definitely not right. If you said two, yes, it's two measures long. So now that means that we have not just eight eighth notes, we really have 16 eighth notes over the course of those two measures. All right, so now back to the word endless. How do we create these endless possibilities? Well, what we do is we mix together quarter notes and eighth notes. Okay. Now, a lot of times I would have a visual, but since this is a podcast, even if you're watching the video replay, I don't want there to be too many visuals because I want to make sure that I'm explaining it to those of you that are just listening. All right, so we have two measures. I suggest for right now, don't worry about two measures. Just think one measure at a time. So either you have four quarter notes or you have eight eighth notes. So one possibility is this. One, two, here we go. One, two, three. Right, so it's four quarter notes in the right hand, two uh, half notes in the left hand for, for my bass line, okay? Or what if I did eighth notes? One, two, ready, go. Right, so now I had eight eighth notes in the right hand to my two half notes in the left hand. So now the big reveal, the endless word. What we do is we mix between quarter notes and eighth notes. Really, sky's the limit. You could do whatever combination that you want. I suggest that maybe you start with something that's a little bit easier, right? So rather than just trying to kind of get right into it and move between quarter notes and eighth notes, do something that logically makes sense. Okay, so what if we did two quarter notes and then four eighth notes? So that would sound like something like this. One, two, three, four. two quarter notes and then four eighth notes. What if I did one quarter note, um, what if we did one quarter note, two eighth notes, one quarter note, two eighth notes? Let's try that. One, two, here we go. Okay, what if I did six eighth notes and then one quarter note? That would sound like this. One, two, ready, go. Or what if I did one quarter note and then six eighth notes? That would sound like this. One, two, ready, go.
So you can really come up with as many different combinations as you want, right? So really, it's just utilizing your own imagination, okay? So I gave you some combinations right there for you to try. So try messing around with those and then you can, you know, alter them around as well. Now, this is the goal. This is really where you want to get to, is you want to be able to play that steady left hand half note, right? And then in the right hand, move between quarter notes or eighth notes just at random, all right? So you, you just kind of like move to a quarter note or an eighth note whenever you want to. But it has to stay steady. Remember, with all of this, the left hand needs to be steady. If the left hand is not steady, then all is lost, okay? You have to have the left hand stay steady, all right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start with that nice steady left hand. Now make sure that you don't start too fast with that left hand, because if this is your half notes, right? Right, I mean your eighth notes are gonna start to get really fast, okay? So make sure that the left hand, when you start it, it's just do, ooh, do, ooh. Nice and slow. Then bring in your quarter notes. Move to eighth notes. Back to quarter. Eight. Quarter. See, I can also add some rest in the right hand. So in the right hand, I am either playing a quarter note or an eighth note. And again, as a reminder, I'm playing these notes on the piano, but really I could be tapping this just as easily. You might not be able to hear it, but if you watch the replay, so if I start with that left hand nice and steady, right? I could add the right hand. Okay, so you can kind of hear that I'm, I'm basically tapping on the, on the keyboard here. And the idea that I'm going for, and the reason that I'm doing this, is that I want the physical act of moving my fingers. Now you might question, okay, well, wait a second, Willie, does this mean that when I play this, I should really be playing that bass line kind of like on a desk or something? So like pinky, then middle finger, then second finger, then thumb in the left hand? Or can I just like, just like smash down my hand? Of course, don't smash so you don't hurt yourself, but can I just tap my whole left hand or do I have to go each finger? It's fine to just do your entire hand, right? You do not have to play each indiv individual finger. It's not like you're trying to recreate that bass line. Now, there are some advantage advantages to doing that. So if you were like on a plane or a desk or whatnot and you wanted to like kind of practice that, sure, that, there would be some advantages to doing that. But for this exercise, you could just play the left hand, right hand without any individual finger interaction, okay? So just like the whole hand is clapping. All right, so left hand is playing that steady half note. The right hand is alternating between quarter notes and eighth notes. And you notice how I also added in some rest in there as well. Now, one thing that I have not done is I have not done any upbeats. I have not incorporated any eighth rests. So that's something else that I can do. If I start to incorporate eighth rests and upbeats, now listen to some of the cool rhythms I can start to get. So I start with my left hand, nice and steady. 
hear the triplet in there? For those of you that are wondering, can I put triplets in? Sure, absolutely. If you want to play a triplet, go ahead and play a triplet. There's nothing wrong with that. Do the rhythms that you feel comfortable with first. The idea, again, is it has to be steady. If it is not steady, then go back to a rhythm that you find easier. Okay, so now the question you might have is, all right, fine, I've tapped this half note in the left hand, and I've tapped quarter notes and eighth notes in the right hand, and even threw in some rests and some upbeats. How does that really help me when I sit down to improvise? All right, this is how it helps you. Remember, improvisation is basically three elements put together. It's your accompaniment, it's your notes and your ingredients, and it's your rhythm, okay? so. Uh, we take a rhythm, we apply some notes to it, we play it over an accompaniment, and that's our basic uh, improvisation. Of course, there are other elements to improvisation, but at least if we get started with those first three, it gives us, you know, a basic sounding improvisation that we can work off of. It gives us our foundation. So now, remember, rhythm is such a big part of it, and not only is rhythm a big part of it, Playing the rhythms effectively hands together is a big part of it. I could tell you in my own playing, this technique, I used to do this all the time, and it helped my playing immensely because now I was practicing the physical act of getting my hands doing something rhythmically together without having to be at the piano. Because guess what, when you're at the piano, you're gonna to wanna to play notes. You're not just gonna to wanna to sit there and play you know, two notes here, right? You're gonna to wanna to do something. So the idea is that if you practice this technique enough away from the piano, when you actually sit down at the piano and you have your five finger minor scale and you have your bass line down here, right? Then it's gonna be a lot easier for you to go. It's going to be a lot easier for you to do that because you will have already practiced the physical act of putting the hands together rhythmically. So now your endless improvisation lines is really your endless rhythms. Come up with as many different rhythms as you can. The more rhythms that you come up with, right, the more rhythms that you practice, the more lines that you're going to be able to create. Right? So really cool technique. I hope you get a lot out of it. And if you do like it, please be sure to review the, uh, the podcast for me. If you have questions, remember every Thursday uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, I am doing a live training session for the Confident Improviser students. And of course, if you'd like to become a member of Jazz Edge, just go back to jazzedge.com and you can uh, get the Confident Improviser course right within the membership. That's it for me. I'll see you guys in the next episode.